This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm Michael Sears, and I'm joined by Professor Clementine Fujimura. She is a cultural anthropologist and professor and director of area studies at the United States Naval Academy. Clementine, you are one of the subject matter experts for our interactive series, Cultural Competence. Welcome. Michael, it's great to be back with you. We're talking about case studies that we have online here at the Stockdale Center. And Clementine, you, as I said earlier, are all about cultural competence. What is cultural competence? So cross-cultural competence is all about adapting intelligently to foreign or uncomfortable environments, social environments, that is. Um, And it requires not assuming that you know how others will react, but being able to literally adjust your behavior as things come to you and doing so in an effective way. So I think I understand the twists and turns that this specific scenario takes. This is all about cross-cultural competence. We'll get into it in a second. But as you can guess, these decisions lead to a lot of different directions, right? Absolutely. And I would say that taking risks on the video game allows you to experience outcomes you couldn't foresee. And there are many outcomes that these scenarios might not even address. But nonetheless, you can you can take more risks this way. And you know, I would advise in reality, erring on the side of caution in real life, but on the video game, you know, try and experience this unexpected. So this actually is a fictional scenario, but it's drawn from some real life situations. While they seem implausible, they can, and they actually did happen, right? Absolutely, this is from a, this is from a student who was abroad um, and they had this experience, yes. So let's jump in. As you said, the scenario is about a group of mids on semester abroad, or it could be an LREC. It could be any a number of the things we have, any number of the opportunities we have at the Naval Academy where midshipmen can go overseas and spend time. So in the scenario, you're the protagonist. Now, in this case, it's Ryan Murphy on a semester abroad, as we said, in a fictitious Eastern European country. Let's let the scenario do the talking to set the case. This is you, Ryan Murphy, midshipman on a real-life semester abroad program, touring the city with your fellow midshipman and your tour guide, Casper. It was my pleasure to show you around my humble city. Your hotel is two miles away. I called a taxi for you. It should be here in 10 minutes or so. You should not pay more than six euro. Enjoy the rest of your trip, my friends. Well, I don't know about you, but I could use a beer. No way, man. I'm exhausted. The jet lag is killing me. Come on, it'll help us digest. One beer. You're out with your buddies. A local guide has been showing you around town, and he bids adieu after calling a taxi for you. So far, so good. You have a group of students with different ethnicities, genders, generally different outlooks and experiences. And there's a decision to make. Do you go into the bar without your guide? But it's not, do you go in alone, right? The first decision point is about the group, the group dynamic. Not everyone in the party sees this the same way as you do. Right. So here's a situation where you can take any, you have many options. You can go home or you could go in or you could call back your, you know, the leader. Um, But in this case, maybe you want to take some risks. Maybe you want to go in, see what could happen. 
um, you know, participate in the experience to the fullest. Try it out. You're, you're safe here. You're in a video game. And, and that's good for you. I, I love the fact that you keep on saying you, but there's another thing there. You've got other classmates with you. So it's not just about you. It's about that group dynamic. So you're not playing this game for you. You're playing this game about you with other people. Absolutely. So again, here I would say cross-cultural competence figures in more than just the foreign context. You also know have to know your, your community, your crowd, your friends. Understand that there might be some peer pressure to do one or the other thing, to go home, to go in. And it's up to you to make the best decision for everyone, not only for yourself. So we designed this scenario with Ryan Murphy. Now, I'm not trying to be too funny, but he's from Iowa. But he's not in Iowa anymore. So what are his responsibilities? What are the edges he's supposed to look at and about? Because, again, different genders, different ethnicities. And he's really getting some pushback from his, from his friends. Absolutely. So here we have a situation where he might not even know what the cultural expectations are in this new place that he's in. Um, in fact, the way it played out was that they had only been there for a few days. And so you, they didn't know where the, exactly what, what the expectations of the culture were. Um, so the best thing would probably be to play it safe, but understand what all kinds of scenarios could be. And that's this video game gives you the opportunity to see things happen that you might not have expected. Let me jump on this thing, because something that was really impressive to me is that Ryan seemed to have the depth of knowledge of the culture he was in because he knew the difference between soccer and football. Now, a lot of our midshipmen, and probably me included, think that's enough. We're Americans. Hey, we do, we do know it's really called football, even though we know it's soccer. Does that say anything? Well, we think of culture being only those things that we see at the tip of an iceberg, for example, the things that are visible to us, the things that you've heard, the things that are in the media. But what we often ignore is that those things at the tip of the iceberg, like the word soccer being different, football, are more intense things. For example, religious practices or behaviors between genders, these things we see are motivated by deep-seated beliefs and values that we might not see and might not comprehend if we haven't done some homework before we go to this new place. Now, is it the homework of understanding the difference between the word football and soccer, or is it the homework of understanding it's more about understanding me and my group and knowing that I've got to be in a different mindset? Yes, you have to be open to experiencing things or seeing things that are unexpected um, and knowing that you can back off at any time. You can ask questions. You can ask the people around you, you know, what is important here? Um, but also look at the people, how they look at you. You have to read, you have to read the human terrain, so to speak. And if you're good at that, then you'll also know how far you might be able to go with an idea or with an activity. How do you learn that? Is that is that book learning? I mean, how do you learn to be open? How do you learn to try to read beyond just the first level? It's practice. And if you can't practice it, you, you read as much as you can and you play this video game. <laughs> that is one way you can do this, right? Because you can't go to the new place and practice necessarily. You might have people that you know there, for example, the tour guide, and you can ask them questions. Use the people that are open to you to talk to you if you're actually abroad. But 
besides that, put yourself in new situations in your own country. Go to a college that's not like your own. Uh, participate in sports that maybe you haven't done participated in before. You know, visit other communities. If you're in a big city, go go to the ethnic communities. Practice, practice, practice is the best way to sharpen your cross-cultural competence. Maybe when you go from Des Moines to Cedar Rapids, you don't go to the McDonald's or the Applebee. You go someplace else just to get a little bit more immersed into that environment, that culture. Because it's a different culture between those two towns, I'm sure. Sure. And also feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Don't go to the McDonald's because you know what's going to be there. I tell my students when they go abroad, please don't go to McDonald's because you know it's, although they are different in different countries, it's still McDonald's. Go to local restaurants, go to the markets, watch the people around you. And when you go to another town, do the same thing. Go to the farmer's market, um, you know, meet up with people that, that might be friends there and have them show you around. Uh, try new things. Um, be safe, but try new things. So lessons learned here, not necessarily the learning objectives for the students, but for some of the instructors or professors that might be listening to this podcast also. This is a online scenario that you can give to your students before, during, and after class. Any suggestions on how this worked for you and how you might use it in the future? Well, I like to start with the idea of cross-cultural competence, and certainly we talk about it in class. But then having the students play on their own, play as, as in partners with each other, maybe even take up a little time in class for them to practice. And the most important thing after they've played the game is to have a conversation about the choices they made, what, what they noticed about the video, um, what things they might have done differently, maybe even what could have happened that isn't offered. Uh, one thing I would always recommend is that students participate to experience and if you're actually abroad, maybe put down that Snapchat, you know, be in the moment and be aware. So, Michael, what would you have done? Good question. Really good question. I still enjoy traveling a lot, but quite frankly, I also enjoy a good night's sleep nowadays. I think fresh eyes are the best way for me to experience new things. But of course, a couple of decades ago, I probably, I, I know I was different. I, I thought the world was my oyster. I thought I would be out there with my friends and we were ruling the world in a sense. I have to say that I've also been very, very lucky. And what I mean by very, very lucky is I've made some mistakes. I've hopefully learned from them, but there's a lot of ways that this, there's a lot of sharp corners out there that I probably once wasn't aware of. If there's anything I know now that I didn't know then is just that. Be aware of everything you've said. So let me turn that question back to you because you've traveled around the world. I mean, literally and figuratively, what would you have done? So again, with age comes wisdom. But, um, you know, when I was younger, even when I was younger, I'm, I'm always aware that as a woman, I understand my vulnerability, especially in societies where gender relations and expectations are different from the ones at home. So I like to play it safe. Um, I'm always very cautious. And I have to say, I've always been this uh, early to bed, early to rise kind of person. So I probably would have gone home. But if, of course, the tour guide was with us, I would have loved to go into that bar. I would have loved to uh, be there. But I would, have had, I would have had someone from that place go with me. Thanks for this conversation, Clementine. And, and thanks for working with me on the scenario. Again, you are the subject matter expert in this space. So... Thanks for that. And if I can put a shameless plug in for all of these scenarios at the Stockdale Center, the scenarios can be found and you 
the listener can play those scenarios at Stockdale Center, one word, stockdalecenter.com slash interactive. And you can run through them again and again and again and see where you come out. Dr. Clementine Fujimara, thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, Michael. It was an honor again. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts. 